The Hargan women seemed to have it all. We were blessed. My mom was amazing. But detectives would soon discover... Inside the house, there were the bodies of two women. A story of betrayal you would struggle to believe if it wasn't true. I am just praying to God, this is a sick joke. From 48 Hours, this is Blood is Thicker, the Hargan family killings. Listen to Blood is Thicker, the Hargan family killings, wherever you get your podcasts. Today is Tuesday, November 24th, 2020. On this day in 1946, notorious serial killer Ted Bundy was born in Burlington, Vermont. Welcome to Today in True Crime, a ParCast original. Due to the graphic nature of today's crimes, listener discretion is advised. Extreme caution is advised for listeners under 13. Today we're covering the early life of Ted Bundy, a man his own defense counsel called the very definition of heartless evil. Now let's go back to November 24, 1946, to the Elizabeth Lund Home for Unwed Mothers in Burlington, Vermont. Eleanor Louise Cowell was 22 years old when she gave birth to her first son, Ted. It wasn't a particularly happy experience for Louise, estranged from her deeply religious parents for having a child out of wedlock. She felt forced to hide her condition at a home for unwed mothers in Vermont. But after Louise gave birth, she went back home. For the next four years, little Ted Cowell lived with his mother and grandparents at their home in Philadelphia. In later interviews, the man who became Ted Bundy claimed he had a normal upbringing. He told reporters that he grew up in a wonderful home with two dedicated and loving parents. It's important to note here that Ted often told conflicting stories to interviewers and had no qualms about lying to them. As far as his upbringing, the truth was far less idyllic than Ted claimed. His grandparents, Samuel and Eleanor Cowell, raised him as their child. He believed his birth mother was actually his sister. As for the true identity of Ted Bundy's father, that's up for debate. While Louise claimed it was a sailor, Ted's Vermont birth certificate reportedly listed 30-year-old Air Force veteran Lloyd Marshall as the father. In other instances, Louise claimed that Bundy's birth father was another veteran named Jack Worthington. But according to some, there was another contender. Ted Bundy's maternal grandfather, Samuel Cowell, was a violent man who may have fathered his own grandchild. However, no paternity test was ever performed, so it's impossible to tell who the birth father really was. In 1950, four-year-old Ted and the woman he believed was his sister moved to Tacoma, Washington. In 1951, Louise met a hospital cook named Johnny Bundy. The two married later that year, and Bundy formally adopted Ted. 
Even in this more normalized situation, Ted had a difficult time socially. He didn't get along with his new stepfather, and his painful shyness made it hard to make friends in Tacoma. And by this point, Ted had already begun to show an inclination toward violence. Back in Philadelphia, his Aunt Julia claimed she had woken one night to find herself surrounded by kitchen knives. Ted was standing nearby, watching her. Ted's behavior only escalated in Washington. As a child and an adolescent, he devoured criminal detective magazines, searching for crime scene photos. He developed an obsession with violent pornography. And according to forensic psychologist Daryl Turner, he also reportedly exhibited signs of conduct disorder. Per the American Academy of Child and Adolescent Psychology, conduct disorder is the umbrella term given to a wide variety of persistent behavioral and emotional issues. A child diagnosed with it may show signs of aggression towards others, have a lack of empathy, have trouble following rules, be deceitful, and destroy the property of others. As Ted Bundy grew into a teenager, his antisocial impulses drove him to wander the streets of Tacoma. He liked to search for discarded pornography or spy on unsuspecting women in their homes. The police even arrested him several times for stealing. One of the defining moments of Bundy's young life came one day in 1960, when he was approximately 14 years old. According to prison psychologist Dr. Al Carlisle, Bundy said he came across his birth certificate in an old trunk. His mother was named as Louise Cowell, the woman he thought was his sister. In the spot where his father's name was supposed to be written, a hospital administrator had penned the word unknown. In that instant, everything Ted had known came crashing down. Again, we may need to take this account with a grain of salt. According to another biographer, Anne Rule, Bundy sought out his birth certificate in 1969 at 22. When he found it in Burlington, Vermont, it listed Lloyd Marshall as his father, but someone had stamped the word illegitimate across the page. Whatever truly happened, most of Bundy's biographers agree that sometime in his early teenage years, he discovered his supposed sister was actually his mother, and his father was unknown. Some believe this revelation made Bundy resentful towards his mother. Perhaps it even added to the misogynistic streak already bubbling under the surface of his friendly veneer. All of his later crimes showed a particularly brutal hatred of women. But even still, as Ted Bundy's childhood came to a close, it seemed impossible to imagine the horrific acts he would soon commit. Up next, we'll learn about the greater impact of Ted Bundy's upbringing on his crimes. Listeners, here's a new show I can't wait for you to check out. When it comes to love, every story is unique. Some play out like fairy tales, seemingly meant to be. Others defy the odds to achieve happily ever after. 
In Our Love Story, the newest Spotify original from Parcast, you'll discover the many pathways to love, as told by the actual couples who found them. Every Tuesday, Our Love Story celebrates the ups, downs, and pivotal moments that turn complete strangers into perfect pairs. Each episode offers an intimate glimpse inside a real-life romance, with couples recounting the highlights and hardships that define their love. Whether it's a chance encounter, a former friendship, or even a former enemy, our love story proves that love can begin and blossom in the most unexpected ways. Follow Our Love Story free on Spotify or wherever you listen to podcasts. This episode is brought to you by Anytime Fitness. Forget dark alleys and cemeteries. For some, the gym is the scariest place of all. But it doesn't have to be. With a personalized plan and expert coaching, Anytime Fitness can help make the gym less frightening. Get more for your gym membership than machines. Get personalized support anytime, anywhere. Visit anytimefitness.com to try it for free today. Terms, conditions, and restrictions apply. See website for details. Now, back to the story. By 1974, 28-year-old Ted Bundy seemed to be a well-adjusted young man on his way to a successful political career. He'd become involved in the Republican Party, working in 1968 at the Republican National Convention. He'd graduated college in 1972 with a psychology degree. In 1974, he'd enrolled in law school at the University of Utah. And the troubled, shy boy who was once obsessed with violent porn had now had multiple healthy relationships with women. From the outside, Bundy was moving towards a bright future. But inside, behind the mask, Bundy had already decided to follow a different path. On January 4, 1974, Ted Bundy attacked his first known victim. He broke into the apartment of 18-year-old college student Karen Sparks. He beat and sexually assaulted her. Although Karen survived the attack, she sustained debilitating physical and brain injuries. Ted was not identified as the suspect. Over the next four years, Ted Bundy crisscrossed the country, attacking, raping, and murdering young women. Though he later confessed to killing 30 people, he could have possibly hurt or killed many more. Ted Bundy was the prototypical charming psychopath. Many people who encountered him recalled him being handsome and charismatic. He relied on these traits to lull his victims into a false sense of security. He often targeted college women and took advantage of their sympathy and youthful naivete. He would offer rides to female students and hitchhikers in his tan Volkswagen Bug, relying on his looks to calm their fears. He often feigned an injury, approaching people while on crutches or with his arm in a sling to ask for their help. Other times, he posed as an authority figure, a police officer or fireman, to convince his victims to do what he said. Once he had someone alone, near, or in his car, Bundy would strike them on the head with a pipe or crowbar. He raped and assaulted his victims before ultimately strangling or bludgeoning them to death. But Bundy's quest for gratification and control 
didn't stop there. He would visit the women's bodies repeatedly, often practicing acts of necrophilia with them. Other times, he kept their corpses in his own residence until the decay forced him to get rid of them. But Bundy's activities soon drew scrutiny from the authorities. In November 1974, he attempted to kidnap 18-year-old Carol DeRanche at a Utah mall, but she escaped from his car. In August 1975, the police finally pulled Bundy over in Granger, Utah. They found a ski mask, rope, a crowbar, and handcuffs in his Volkswagen Bug. The officers recognized his car and supplies as matching those used in the Durantch attack and arrested him. Over the next four years, authorities tied Bundy to dozens of murders. He escaped prison twice in 1977. While on the lam, he also killed three more victims. But he was caught after evading the authorities for two months. On July 24, 1979, Ted Bundy received the death penalty for the murders of two Florida State University students. And a decade later, on January 24, 1989, he died in the electric chair at the Florida State Prison in Rayford, Florida. It's hard to tell exactly to what extent Bundy's tumultuous upbringing influenced his later crimes. Perhaps living with his violent grandfather exacerbated a natural tendency towards aggression. Maybe a teenage discovery about his mother's true identity only codified the hateful thoughts he'd been fomenting about women. But with Bundy gone, and only his contradictory statements left to go on, that's something we can't quite prove. He had issues in his childhood, but so do many people. In fact, his mother, Louise, went on to have three more children with Bundy's stepfather, Johnny, and none of his half-siblings murdered anyone. The classic argument falls to nature versus nurture. How much one's personality and predispositions affect them compared to the environment they're raised in. But in this back and forth, it's hard to find a definitive answer to what makes a killer. And we don't actually know what Ted Bundy honestly thought about his mother or grandfather or how he was raised. He frequently lied about everything, including his childhood. And with that in mind, it's hard to trust his final thoughts on the subject because, as he told interviewers, there's nothing in my background which would lead one to believe that I was capable of committing murder. Absolutely nothing. Thanks for listening to Today in True Crime. I'm Vanessa Richardson. For more stories like this, check out our Spotify original from Parcast, Serial Killers, Ted Bundy. Today in True Crime is a Spotify original from Parcast. You can find more episodes of Today in True Crime and all other Parcast originals for free on Spotify. We'll be back with a brand new episode tomorrow in True Crime. 
Today in True Crime is a Spotify original from Parcast. It is executive produced by Max Cutler, sound designed by Juan Borda, with production assistance by Ron Shapiro, Carly Madden, and Bruce Kitovich. This episode of Today in True Crime was written by Molly Quinlan, with writing assistance by Alex Benedon, and fact-checking by Bennett Logan. I'm Vanessa Richardson. Don't forget to check out Our Love Story, the newest Spotify original from Parcast. Every Tuesday, discover the many pathways to love, as told by the actual couples who found them. Listen to Our Love Story, free on Spotify or wherever you get your podcasts.